This is Shi'ar Jeshub, a Bible study program coming to you from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle is a non-denominational Christian church of dedicated believers who want to send forth the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and inspire a love for His Holy Word. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing the in-depth Through the Bible Study series taught by my husband, which he entitled Heavenly Authority. So get your Bibles ready if you can, and let's join Pastor Greg for the beginning of the Sunday message for this portion of the Heavenly Authority series. Okay, we pick up our study today in 1 Samuel chapter 23. 1 Samuel chapter 23. And as we're finding that in our Bibles, we remember that the key to this section which we're studying in the Heavenly Authority series is the scripture that's found both in Psalm 105 verse 15 and 1 Chronicles chapter 16 verse 22 where it says, Do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. Do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. And we've seen so far how King Saul has no respect for God's anointing for God's anointed ones, for God's prophets. In a crazed desire to murder David, he's gone to extremes. And even though David has been innocent, he's done nothing to Saul. Saul desires to kill him. Saul desires to murder him. And clearly, David has been used by the Lord. And David is anointed by God and has brought great victories to Israel. And even if we were to question and say, well, maybe Saul doesn't understand that. Maybe Saul doesn't see the place that David has in the Lord. Last time we saw how Saul had the high priest, Ahimelech, again who was innocent, who had done nothing against Saul. He had Doag, the Edomite, slay the high priest. He told him to turn and kill the priests of the Lord. And he killed actually 85 priests for Saul. And then Saul had the city of the priests in Nob. He had the people slaughtered, the men, the women, the children, the infants. And certainly the king knew that the priesthood in Aaron's sons was established by God. There's no doubt about that because Saul's men would not touch the priests. He had to get the Edomite to kill Ahimelech. So it's clear that Saul has no respect for the authority, for the anointing that God gives to men. He has a murderous jealousy of it. He has no respect toward what God does, what he establishes, be it in David or in the priesthood. Now Saul also was once anointed. But he wants all that power to himself. And he's paranoid about anyone else being touched by God, be it Samuel the prophet, David who slays Goliath, or Ahimelech the priest. And there's a danger. 
there's a trap for those God appoints leadership. And probably the best way to describe it is the only me syndrome. Only me. The anointing's only for me. And churches are like this sometimes. Only our church. Rather than being thankful for every church that preaches the name of Jesus Christ, people will look with jealousy or envy upon others. You see this sometimes in some of the large ministries. Some ministries work very well together. Others have jealousies towards other ministries. We saw this in the late 80s, how they really pulled each other down by envy and jealousy before the world. And Saul has this murderous jealousy. And it's one good reason why there should be no absolute king in Christianity. There should be no absolute king in Christianity except King Jesus. Saul is a king that certainly could use a system of checks and balances for his actions as he slaughters that town of innocent people. Today, as we pick up the study, we'll see the sharp distinction between Saul's attitude towards God's anointed and David's. Remember, David, not knowing where to turn, has fled to Achish, the king of the Philistine city of Gath. He's gone to the enemy. He has no place to go in Judah, and he fled to Gath. And only by playing the madman we saw that he was able to escape. And then about 400 men were drawn to him. We read last time those that were distressed, the discontented, those in debt. They came and they made David their captain. And then God sent the prophet Gad, and Gad directed David to dwell and to stay in the land of Judah, even though Saul is looking to kill him. And David and his men went into the forest of Herath in the hill country of Judah, and then he was joined with Abiathar. Remember, Abiathar was Ahimelech's son. He was the only priest that was able to escape. So now there's a prophet Gad, and there's this priest, Abiathar, that's with David, and we'll pick up from that point today. In chapter 23, verse 1, Then they told David, saying, Look, the Philistines are fighting against Keilah, and they are robbing the threshing floors. So again, the Philistines come out against Israel. And Keilah is a fortified city in the lowlands of the territory of Judah. It's about 18 miles southwest of Jerusalem. It's going toward the Philistine area. So all those towns that bordered on the Philistine area were more susceptible to the attacks by the Philistines. Verse 2, Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, Go and attack the Philistines and save Keilah. Verse 3, But David's men said to him, Look, we are afraid here in Judah. They're afraid of Saul. How much more then if we go to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord once again. And the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Keilah, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hand. And David and his men went to Keilah and fought with the Philistines, struck them with a mighty blow, and took away their livestock, 
So David saved the inhabitants of Keilah. Abiathar, we read now in verse 6, has the ephod. It says in verse 6, Now it happened when Abiathar, the son of Ahimelech, fled to David at Keilah, that he went down with an ephod in his hand. An ephod, the NIV will say, the ephod. And remember the ephod for the high priest was part of the priestly garment. And on that garment was attached the breastplate of judgment. And in the breastplate of judgment was placed the Urim and the Thummim, these two stones that somehow supernaturally enabled the priest to determine the will of God in a situation. And we've studied that many times before. Most likely when it says that David inquired of the Lord, and it says it twice, right? Because the first time God tells him to go and attack the Philistines, the second time his men are afraid, so he double-checks it. And again, we see a good sign of leadership to double-check, to really want to get the direction from God. The phrase both times that she used is inquired of the Lord. And up to now, to this point, that usually has meant the Urim and the Thummim. And the parenthetical nature of verse 6 agrees with that. Earlier on, when Saul kills Ahimelech, he accuses him of inquiring of the Lord for David, even though Ahimelech had not. So that was a function of the high priest. And now with Abiathar there, most likely that's the way David hears from the Lord. Although also there's the prophet Gad, right? And Gad as a prophet could inquire of the Lord. And David himself is filled with the Holy Spirit. And we know from the Psalms that David can get direction from the Lord to know God's will. A point here, though, is that in fear and panic, earlier David fled to Gath and got in a lot of trouble. And there is a danger of making decisions without asking God. David has learned he's quieter here and he asks the Lord, is this your will, God? Do you want us to go down? Do you want us to save these Israelites from the hands of the Philistines? And he understands that we need God's direction. He's calmer, and he seeks God, and God answers him. In all honesty, though, for David, it's easier now. Why? Because what we read about last time when he flees to the Philistines, he's on his own. He's really, he has a few men with him, but he really has no one to rely on, no others he can trust. Now there are at least 400 men, and we're going to read a gross of 600 men. There's a prophet, there's a priest. There are people around him he can consult that can help him. And that's an important thing. And remember, we're studying heavenly authority. It says both in Proverbs 11.14 and Proverbs 24.6, that in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. In a multitude of counselors, there is safety. It's good that Abiathar is there. It's good that Gad is there, that he has others, and that they can inquire of the Lord together. And it's always easier when you have people together on a mission than, as David was last time, alone and frightened. So David inquires... When the men are afraid, he inquires again, and God gives him direction. Verse 7, what is Saul's reaction when he hears the news that some of his people have been saved 
from the hands of the Philistines by David and his men. Does Saul rejoice? Verse 7. And Saul was told that David had gone to Keilah. So Saul said, God has delivered him into my hand, for he has shut himself in by entering a town that has gates and bars. Then Saul called all the people together for war to go down to Keilah to besiege David and his men. You have been listening to the teaching ministry of Greg Scalzo, pastor of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. We hope you have enjoyed today's study and will be listening as Pastor Greg continues this fascinating and important series. Our address is Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. That address again is Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Sunday service for Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle is held in Madison, Connecticut at the Madison Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. If you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, we welcome you to join us for worship, prayer, the Lord's Supper, and study in God's holy word. May the Lord keep you safe in his blessed hands, as with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you serve him.